Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Welcome to the program, Benson and those guys, presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions, btgprogram.com, or on Twitter, at btgprogram. show is also available on podcast via our website, or you can find it on iTunes. This is the Halloween edition of the show, as we do every year for several years now. The guys and I are, what I, okay, so we've only been on six months. <laughs> is even so. As we've done for every year, the guys and I are here in studio in costume. I'm dressed as the Brad Pitt version of Billy Bean, and because I so much look like the actor, I had a hard time getting into the studio and through the throng of admiring fans. Borello is dressed as a major radio star. Shane is dressed as the Invisible Man as he's not here. He is at the hospital with his wife, who is having a baby, hopefully, this evening. Zach is dressed as a hairy gorilla, having not shaved today, and Darren is playing one of the characters from Dumb and Dumber, I'm not sure which. Halloween's crazy, though, isn't it? That's a wacky, uh, just a whole wacky holiday. First, the whole concept is nutty. You go around the neighborhood blackmailing people to give you some <laughs> sort of candy. Uh, of course, you know, people are decorating their houses more than they do for Christmas. Is that cat in California? At 120,000 lights or some crazy, 12,000 lights, I guess it was, some crazy number. You guys buy costumes for your kids? No, man, those things are expensive. <laughs> make one. I, I, exactly right. My mother would have never bought us a costume. One year she put, she wrapped a cardboard box in aluminum foil, stuck some armholes <laughs> in it, and said, there you go, you're a robot. Yeah, Mandy wants to take a box, paint it like blue or whatever, and then put some of those red Solo cups on there and just make one of her kids a Lego. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Let me tell you, with the, the cardboard box, the first uh, first one or two times getting in and out of the car to go trick-or-treating, the box just came off, and now I'm that kid walking around the neighborhood with aluminum foil wrapped around his <laughs> arms. You know? Another year, she she gives me a football and says, says, here, carry this and put some eye black on, and you'll be all set. You know how many times as a kid, too, my parents wouldn't buy me any costumes, so I just went as like a baseball player every year, a basketball player, like whatever old equipment I had in my in my room from that previous season, that's what I went as. I don't know if this happened to you guys. But on Halloween night, you know, you go out, you get all the candy. Every year, I would wake up in the morning, and my goodie bag was less than when I had gone to sleep. <laughs> there was things, it was smaller. I don't know what happened. I wonder if my mother knows what happened. It's the best part of being a parent. I steal all the candy from my kids. They don't need it. You are a horrible person. <laughs> what is with J.J. Watt, by the way? Did you guys get off my lawn. That's exactly right. J.J. Watt. Selfie hater. Yeah, he sacks uh, Zach Mettenberger, and then all of a sudden he's uh, simulating the act of taking a selfie like he's Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Get off my lawn. I don't mind the celebration. It's that he just went off on it after the game. Like, dude, seriously? Get over it. Yeah, I think Zach called him uh, the the no-fun police at one point. Yeah, and and J.J. Watt is the guy who just recently did a direct TV commercial. You know, I mean, Zach Bettenberger took 10 seconds to take a selfie. Uh, that's that's not as much time as it taking away from practice or something as filming a commercial is. Well, what does he care? The guy's taking a selfie. He's a young kid. He's a rookie. He's getting his first star. 
Who cares? Take some selfies. And I do believe he was taking a selfie of an excellent mustache, too. So I mean, I'm all for those. And by the way, as the generations change and some of these young people, you're going to see more and more of that. People twittering, people doing whatever. And Zach Bettenberger still threw for 299 yards and two scores in that game. It's not like he was terrible. Get off my lawn. James Dolan, owner of the New York Knicks, missed the Knicks opener Wednesday night against the Chicago Bulls, which in hindsight may have actually been a good decision in light of the Knicks' 24-point loss, but he missed the game because he and his band, J.D. and the Straight Shot, were playing consecutive nights. And there they are. I tell you, the sound isn't bad. They're playing consecutive nights Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in three different states, Kentucky, Indiana, New Orleans. I, I want to hate it because I'm a Knicks fan and I've just grown to hate James Dolan, but it, it doesn't suck. No, it's good stuff. If you like blues, I mean, this rings of Delbert McClinton. In fact, I think Delbert did this song, but this is this is good stuff. James Dolan, New York Knicks owner. He's played here in Rochester before. Has he really? Oh, yes. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. But if you own the team, and I know this is good stuff, and I know he's, he's got a good reason, but if you own the team, shouldn't you be there on opening night to support your team? You'd think so. I think he knew they were going to lose. Well, in fairness, he he had vowed to distance himself from the from the team, allow Phil Jackson to run the show. Jackson himself has even acknowledged that his presence will allow Dolan to do what he really loves, which is make music. Uh, but the owner signs the checks. You know when he's there or when he's not there. I mean, when the boss is around, you're a little more on your toes. You notice the support. And if they're not there, you begin to wonder if they care. Why should you care? He's never here. But I know people like to kick kick the guy. You yourself, Darren, just said you don't you don't like the guy. I'm not a fan of him. But you don't get to where he got to by being a clown. He's not he's not a clown. And the band True. is pretty good. Speaking of owners, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones Ugh. took some heat this past week, or I don't know if he took heat. He's Jerry Jones. I don't know how much heat you really take, but he was in the news for his presence on the field during Monday's loss to the Redskins. In fact, it was Jones himself who, after quarterback Tony Romo was injured and left the game, he reported the news back to Jason Garrett, Coach Jason Garrett, that Romo was okay to go back if necessary. Don't don't they have people to do that? Can't the owner just sit in his box and be an owner? Like, Man, if I was the owner, I would never be in the box. I'd be on the I'd be on the sideline. I'd be in the dugout. No, get out of the way and let your football people do their jobs. If you were owner of the team, Oh, I'm not saying I would do. I'm saying Jerry oh, Jones oh, should stay the old, out of the way. The old, you know, I'd be suiting up. Do as I say. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. They would have a hard time keeping you from suiting up. You can't You can't bust out with the do as I say, not as I do stuff. You can if you're signing the checks. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know why it takes it. I would rather have an owner that has an investment that is involved. I'm not saying to the point of being meddling or calling the plays. But I want—I don't mind that the guy is involved like that. My favorite owner is Mark Cuban. You know the guy cares. He takes care of his players, takes care of everyone in that organization. You know he wants his team, and he's the biggest fan of that team. But he also stays out of the way. So what? Why does? Why do you okay Mark Cuban and dislike Jerry Jones for what he does? They go about their their business in different ways. Like Cuban is just a straight up fan. I think Jerry Jones thinks he is, you know, God Almighty. There knows everything about everything. The difference to me is Mark Cuban never named himself the general manager. You know, Mark Mark Cuban had the sense to put people in place to run things for him. Well, the other the, 
other difference with there is Mark Cuban comes from a, a tech background. What He had an Internet company. Jerry Jones was in football his whole life. He played the game. He was around football. How long has it been since the Cowboys won a Super Bowl? Oh, well, you know. 19 years. Yeah, but, so, hey, Jerry Jones, maybe you don't know what you're doing. Stop. Maybe, maybe I don't know that that has anything to do with it, Jerry Jones. Well, if he appointed himself the GM, he's the one bringing in the players. Well, that may be, all right, you're, that's a good point. He has something to do with it. But I don't think his involvement with the team, I mean, the Mavs, what have they, well, I guess it wasn't that long ago. No, they're good. They're, they're going to be good this year, too. Mm, well, we'll see. We got the NBA preview. We'll talk some basketball coming up later in the show. Uh, in fact, we'll talk about some other stuff. In fact, let's go to break. When we do, take notice of our sponsors. Give them some of your business. Thank them for helping bring this program to you. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country's Pest Solutions, ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course and encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Road. Pre-registration is $20.00. Entry fee includes a technical long sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit gntathletics.com. That's gntathletics.com. Or call the church office at 392-0777. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. The Halloween edition of Benson and Those Guys. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. And joining us now on the Town & Country phone line is... Managing Editor of Sports Spectrum Magazine, Brett Honeycutt. Brett, Brett, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you guys? Well, we're doing all right, too. For those who are not familiar, Sports Spectrum is a faith-based sports magazine. I, I really feel it's a must-have for the Christian sports fan. The most recent issue is out. 
Brett, can you tell us a little bit about what readers can expect to find in it? Yeah, um, their, their cover story, is, and it's actually our digital issue. For those who don't know our format, we have four print issues a year and eight digital issues, so it's, it's once a month. But um, so the, the print issue is quarterly and the digital issues run in between the, all the print issues. But um, it's a digital issue with Rashad Jennings, uh, New York Giants running back. And um, actually we're on the uh, – we're, we're right at – because that one's been out for a few weeks now – and then in a couple more weeks, the uh, print issue will be out, and we have a story on Andy Dalton, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, and uh, Will Johnson, who plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a fullback, and uh, some other stories. So, you know, it's always, um, you know, for, for your listeners who don't know, and then even for your listeners who do, and you know you know this, the stories are, uh, I, I like the stories because just reading them, real encouraging whether, you know, somebody's telling how they became a Christian or they're talking about things that they're going through in their life and how God, what God is teaching them and how he's, you know, uh, revealing things to them. Um, you know, how, you know, what better way to be encouraged by an athlete who is at the top of his sport, you know, whatever sport that is, and who's still relying on God when it would be very easy to just say it was all about me and I did this and, uh, because it's, especially the culture we live in now, it's it's really you know it's me me me. But these athletes know that it's it's really about God. The the piece on Rashad Jennings was just spectacular. How how is your team so adapted finding these great stories? Um, you know, uh, some of it comes from uh, just having people out in the field who keep tabs on that. Some um, you know just doing research and. Uh, you know, just trying to keep an ear out there. Like, um, you know, maybe somebody in a post-game interview mentions God, and it's more than just the typical, um, you know, thank God, you know, he, he did this type of thing. But you can, sometimes you can tell. And then sometimes it's just, uh, you know, just trying to keep your ears um, and eyes open to to opportunities or things that you see that people um you know, uh, you know, either people coming to you and letting you know, or I don't know. It's just it seems like there's the God always puts those stories in our, um, in our in our lap. And uh, again, a lot of them do come from writers who are out in the field, and um, um, and we have writers all over the country who um, either you know they're freelancers or they're working for newspapers or magazines, and they know that we'd be interested in something like that, and uh, they either send us an email or they're willing to uh, you know write the story themselves and. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's always nice to see, you know, people looking out for us, too. We're talking with Brett Honeycutt, managing editor of Sports Spectrum Magazine. Um, last time we spoke, I think you told us you've been involved with Sports Spectrum since something like 2007, something in there. Do I have that right? Yeah, 2008, I came on uh, staff in, it was June of 2008. I actually freelanced for Sports Spectrum when I worked at uh, the Charlotte Observer, um, and uh, freelance for them, uh, did a couple of NASCAR stories in the 90s. And so it was interesting that, uh, you know, later, you know, about, I think it was about 95, 96 when I freelanced. And so 12 years later, I'm, you know, coming on staff and the managing editor and writing columns, stories, devotionals. And so, yeah, so it's been, it's been, I've had a connection with them. And I actually subscribed to the magazine when I was in college. And then after college, so my my connection with Sports Spectrum has been varied and long, I should say. 
you know, we love the mix of sports and faith and the opportunity that sports provides to do ministry. Um, in that time that you've been with Sports Spectrum, what has God impressed upon you regarding the mix of sports and faith? Uh, you know, that's a great question because I was contemplating that just today and yesterday. Um, and, you know, maybe because God knew you were going to ask that question, but <laughs> um, it is it's a lot wider and a lot broader than I thought, you know, than I would have known or would have guessed before I you know, came to work there. Um, I think I took a lot of things for granted. Um, and I think um, by just in reading a lot of these athletes' stories and even talking to them personally, there's a lot of depth there that I don't think that I would have realized had I not um, talked to them or read their stories, especially talking to them. And then see in their hearts, I think that that has opened my eyes that it's not just depth. I mean, Brad Lidge, he wanted to study theology. Um, um, I think about, uh, uh, oh gosh, he played for the Boston Red Sox and then he played for the Dodgers, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, I think. Um, but he talked about how he loved to share his faith with reporters in the national media, you know, the secular media, but a lot of times they won't report it. And he said, you know, I can say everything, I can sit my whole conversation and be about my faith, and I say one thing that's not about my faith, and that's what gets printed, and he said, yeah, he, so he loved talking with us and sharing his story, so just seeing that there's athletes out there who, who recognize Sports Spectrum, who want to share their faith, and who are more than just, you know, thanking God after the game, you know, there's depth to these guys, and um, it's, it's serious, I mean, these guys are really serious um, about their faith, and um, um, thinking about Aaron Rodgers, who um, wanted he, he you know he's not married, but he wanted something for the guys, and he wanted something for the guys and their girlfriends or the guys and their wives during the week. So he started a team Bible study that yeah. included family. You know, to hear things like that um, it makes you it encourages you as a Christian, but it also opens your eyes that these guys have more on their minds than just. Um, getting the next hit or throwing the next uh, touchdown or you know making the next goal or making the next three-pointer. Yeah, we think sports provides a tremendous number of opportunities to share your faith. But what do you think, Brett, is the biggest obstacle facing a professional athlete when it comes to speaking openly about their faith in Christ? I think, you know, one of the biggest obstacles is the secular media. Um, one, they don't they don't want to hear about it. And they don't want to report it. It's, it's not juicy. It, you know, it doesn't doesn't mean anything to them, so why why report it? Um, and then also another obstacle is just putting it out there and being criticized um, for it. Um, you know, Tim Tebow he doesn't even have he didn't even have to open his mouth and he was criticized because they just knew he was a Christian. They knew his story. They assumed a lot. And um, you know, he grew up missionary kid, and he has a great story about how he even is existing. Um, you know, because his mom chose to not have abortion. And so, you know, I think, I think those two things, you know, the athletes know that the media don't, they don't care, in the national, you know, secular media, I mean, we're national, but I mean, you know, the secular media don't care, and they, they know that um, there is criticism out there uh, to, towards them and about them because of what they stand for and because of their faith. I mean, if you look at Tory Hunter and what he went through about a year, year and a half, two years ago, were, um, I think when he came from L.A. to the Tigers, uh, he uh, he made a comment, um, or he was he did an interview with somebody in L.A. 
L.A. Times, I believe, and um, apparently the, the the reporter butchered what he said because Tory Hunter. A lot of people came to Tory Hunter's defense and believed him because of he got a great reputation in the game, and I think he, he, they were talking about homosexuality, and um, they butchered what he said. He's like, "Hey, man, I love everybody. I'm not this or that." And apparently, the reporter just made him out to be, you know, somebody who he's not, and uh, somebody who hates people and this and that, and. I think that's the thing too. You know, there's a lot of assumption that goes on a lot, a lot with with people in their faith, with athletes in their faith, and so I think you know that might be they may be gun shy as far as uh, sharing that. Brett Honeycutt, he's with Sports Spectrum Magazine. The website is sportsspectrum.com. Before we let you go, Brett, how how can we pray for you? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, you can pray. There's several things that we're trying to do with the magazine. Um, uh, we you know, we're trying to get it out all over the world. We did a huge thing with uh, the World Cup, and it was translated into 25 different languages. And um, uh, the World Basketball Championship, I think we did 12 different languages. Um, and um, that 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 takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of uh, resources. And so you can pray for us on that end, as far as the resources and time, and and that God would provide all that. And then just here, you know, what we do, what people know us for, is doing. The stories here um, on on the NFL players and in the NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball players and, and any sport really, um, just praying that the right stories come to us. And then personally, you know, our family has been through a lot this past year. You know, um, I think I've shared with you, my mom is really um, uh, going through a lot right now, and um, just physically, and and so um, that is, you know, that requires a lot of care. And you know, but God, you know, He. He wants us to take care of the widows and their affliction. And my mom is a widow, and she's going through affliction. And then, you know, personally, our family has been through some things this year, too, that, you know, it just takes a lot out of you. But at the same time, when people know about it, and I appreciate you asking, when they pray, prayer is real. It's not just something that you, you know, it's not a, it's not something that you just go through the motions and say, okay, well, I've checked that off my list today. You know, God wants us to make petitions. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to share with others. James is very clear about that. Um, you know, sharing with others and, you know, confess your faults one to another. And obviously that's something a little different, but if you go reading that the rest of that passage it talks about healing and, and that's not just a physical healing too. It's a you know, it's um it's healing on all all levels. So, you know, those are things that you definitely pray for me personally and then for us as a as a company and, and as a magazine. Um, so I appreciate you asking that question. Well, Brett, I want to thank you again for coming on. We love the magazine. It is a, if you are a Christian sports fan, Christian athlete, you want to get your hands on this magazine. There are some tremendous articles. I want you to know I've uh, been praying for you and for your mom in the past week since uh, we missed out on you last week. But once again, I just want to thank you for coming on and being part of the show. Right. Hey, well, I really appreciate you guys having me on, and I'll you know come on anytime you need me to or you, you'd like me to. Appreciate that. Have a great day. Okay, thank you very much. Christmas is coming up. Get your uh, gift subscription to Sports Spectrum Magazine. Make a swell gift for those on your list. Sportsspectrum.com is the magazine. The NBA is off and running, fellas. It is started, and, well, it didn't start good for the Knicks, but LeBron James is back home in Cleveland. Does that make them the team to beat in the East? Derrick Rose is back. Can he stay on the court long enough to make the Chicago Bulls formidable, teaming up with Pau Gasol and Joaquin Noah. Steve Nash is out, leaving Kobe and his Lakers looking more like a 
lottery team than a playoff team. And, of course, Phil Jackson's presence in New York with the Knicks brings the triangle back in focus. And I, honestly, I, I'm, I have no idea what the triangle is. So we have Rob McCoy, for, uh, head uh, basketball coach at Roberts Wesleyan College for the men's, and he's going to explain the triangle. Rob, how you doing? I'm good tonight, Dan. Thanks. Well, I'm I'm glad you could join us. Um, we have no idea. We got one guy here. Darren thinks he knows what the triangle is, but can you explain? There's a lot of press about that. Can you tell us uh, what is the triangle offense? Well, the, you're, what you're trying to do when you're running the triangle is to get three guys isolated on one side of the floor uh, where every pass gives you an option to score. Uh, you're working on a triangle just like in soccer. A lot of times they'll say have a triangle uh, where you're able to pass to different people and cut, and it's predicated on how the defense plays you, where you want to go with the ball. For example, they'll put uh, back to basketball, they'll put the guard, he'll pass, he'll cut through to the strong side corner. It might be a forward on the wing, and then you'll have a post player on the block, or you can move that up to the high post if you wanted to. On the other side, you'll have uh, the guard maybe in the slot or at the top of the key, and the other post player either lower at the uh, at the other elbow, and so that gives you options on that side as well. Do you think, why don't more teams run that? Well, I think, uh, like everything, I think people are trying to get to that point uh, in different ways. Uh, for example, this year we're looking at some options with uh, five out, and what we're trying to do is still have basic principles where you have good spacing, and when we send a cutter through, still have him in a position where he can receive the basketball, where you still have two guys either running a pick and roll or in position where they can play off each other. So uh, a lot of teams will have uh, three guys outside, around two guys on the, in the post area, um, and a lot of guys will just run that pick and roll on one side with the three guys on the weak side of the floor trying to isolate your best two players uh, against two opponents who you think you might be able to take advantage of. But, you know, there's so many variations of what people do with it, um, and it probably just shows up in different ways at different times, but the same principles will hold true. Rob McCoy is the head coach for Roberts Wesleyan College. When's the home opener for you guys? Well, uh, we play uh, the 22nd. Uh, we'll have uh, well, the girls at home on the 22nd, the men. Uh, we open on the 29th, we'll have uh, Delphi coming in at that time. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks for uh, coming on explaining the triangle. We want to have you on again and talk more about Roberts Wesleyan, but uh, I had no idea what the triangle really does. I've heard about it, but I appreciate you sharing that with us. Well, I'm not sure how well I explained it, Dan, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where you just want to space the floor and try to get the ball in your best player's hands and let him go to work. And uh, Obviously, Chicago did a great job with that, and Phil's trying to take that to New York, so Hopefully he'll be successful with it there as well. Thanks again, Rob. We'll have you again on soon. I want to hear more about Roberts and what's coming up this year. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Guys, let's let's do our NBA preview. Uh, let's talk about some of the things coming up. Uh, do what we do with the other sports as we've been doing this. Do you, who do you see coming out of the East? Who do you see, Darren, playing in the Eastern Conference Finals? The East is boring, man. It's going it's to be the Cavs and the Bulls. There's really no one else that's even remotely ready to compete with those teams. Like The Cavs, take away the big three. Take away LeBron, Love, and Irving. You still have incredible role players in Sean Marion and 
Deion Waiters is now a role player. He's not going to have to carry the same load that he carried last year. And and Mike Miller, that's just to name a few. Like I love the Cavs. I love their bench. Wait till they really gel. They're going to be phenomenal. Who do you give the edge, Bulls or Cavs? <sighs> Today, I'd probably give it to the Bulls because they've been playing together longer. But give it a season, I'd say the Cavs. They're just they're 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 better than the Heat were on paper last year. Like on paper, the Cavs are better than the Heat last year that went to the final. So. I love the Cavs. It's boring, but it's the East, and they're the only two good teams. I have the teams. same finals as you, Bulls-Cavs. I like Tom Thibodeau in Chicago. I, I think oh, he's, he's, he's the difference there. Uh, I think it all comes down to whether or not Derrick Rose stays on the court. Dan, Zach, do you guys have anybody other than the Bulls or the Cavs in the final? I wish I could say I did, but I, I have the same teams as you, and I feel like it might be unanimous. There's there's some younger teams that are on the rise, like the Raptors and, and the Wizards that you had mentioned off-air, but... I feel like they're a year or two away from being on the level that these two teams are at. Yeah, there's nothing more I can add. Uh, it's going to be either Chicago or Cleveland, and you know, right now LeBron's saying all the right so things. We're all looking Bulls, Cavs. So let's talk about the West. Who do you have, Dan? Who do you see in the finals in the West? It's pretty easy to say the Spurs, but I mean, they're not one of those teams that always like repeat. I mean, you know, think about the thing about the NBA series season is that it's longer. And, you know, with Kevin Durant being out, yeah, it's going to impact Oklahoma City for a while. But then once he gets back and if he's healthy and stuff, I think that Oklahoma City could be – this could be their year in the West. Oklahoma City and the Spurs, is that your other team? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's going to be a repeat of that. I think what if the Spurs – and the Tim Duncan era, I think the Spurs have won four times, and I don't think they've even made it back to the Western Conference Finals all but once, I think, isn't it? Yeah, something, something like that. They haven't won back-to-back You can't ever count them out, though. It's the Spurs. No, they're always there. Mine is a little. I was tough in the West because I I really liked Oklahoma City, but then you got Durant hurt, and I mean, how long can Westbrook carry them for Durant to come back and be at full strength? You know, you never know. My two are the uh, the Mavs and the Clippers. I like the Mavs depth. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki took a pretty big pay cut this year to to be able to build depth on that on that lineup, and they now they got Chandler Parsons. They got Tyson Chandler back, who is just anchoring that defense. I really do like the Mavs. And then the Clippers, they were number one in offensive efficiency last year. They bring in Spencer Hawes, who shot 40% from downtown a year ago. He's going to help space the floor, let Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and the rest of that incredibly talented roster go to work. And then you got Doc Rivers. So There's no team. denying that the Clippers are, are talented. They have a roster full of talent, but they've had that roster full of talent. I know they added a couple of key role players but they've had the basic nucleus now for a little bit and they haven't won I don't I don't I'm not as big on the Clippers as everybody else is I'm not I love the Spurs I love the way they play together but how many years in a row can you continue to do that they've won a lot of championships I you know at some point and I the Mavs I just I don't know how much Dirk has left my team's out of the West I like the Thunder and I think actually Durant's injury might actually be helpful because he's going to be fresher at the end of the year. Uh, I like the Thunder. And I like the I like Golden State. I like I Steph that. Curry. I like, pick. I like Clay Thompson. I I like what they have there. And Steve Kerr is a coach. Well, they got a healthy Andrew Bogut now too. Like I could be talked into the Warriors making it. I like them a lot. I, the Warriors and the Thunder are my pick in the West. Zach, who do you got in the West? I had the Clippers uh, for the reasons that you guys have already talked about. You guys know I'm relatively new to the basketball scene. My picks are probably going to be wrong, anyways. I went the other team. I went with the Blazers. The Blazers not getting they a got lot a good of talk. starting five. Their yeah. weakness last year was the bench, which they've upgraded this year. I think they might be a more complete team. So I'm going with the Blazers. As you know, Zach was a NBA fan, free agent uh, over the summer, signed a 
agreement with the Toronto Raptors, and he will be a Raptors fan this year. Good time to be a Raptors fan, by the way. Guys, give me one team <laughs> in the NBA that you think could be a surprise team, somebody that might. I, I couldn't narrow it down to one. This first team shouldn't be a surprise because they show up to play every year and they make noise in the playoffs with the Grizzlies. No one ever gives them enough credit, but every year they're right there. You know, maybe they get lucky this year and knock off the, 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 the Cavs or something or the Bulls. I'm, I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if it's that much of a surprise because they had the best record of any non-playoff team last year, but I think the young players that they have are playing together uh, for another season. They added two first-round picks this year, and I feel like this might be the year they actually jump into the playoffs. I think Golden State might be that team in the uh, West. Now I know they're good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but uh, I think if they're a team in the playoffs. They could make some. They could make some waves. Do some damage. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I see. I see the. I, I have the Warriors in the final, but I think the team that I might be most surprising is the Washington Wizards. I really think there's a lot of upside to the Wizards, and if they can stay healthy, they might surprise some people in the East. Bradley Beal can uh, get back to the court sooner than later. I, I I'd agree with you. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN, Rochester. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. The Halloween Show, Benson and Those Guys. Classic Warren Zevon, Werewolves of London. In tragic news this past week, St. Louis Cardinals outfielder Oscar Taveras was killed in a car accident in his home country of the Dominican Republic. Taveras was one of the most promising hitters in baseball, and he was only 22 years old. Just two weeks ago, he hit a pinch-hit postseason home run in Bush Stadium to help the Cardinals beat the eventual world champion San Francisco Giants in Game 2 of the NLCS. A great moment for the young player who was once the face of the future for the Cardinals, but a player who also struggled this year with reports of weight gain and work habits that concern team officials. Fourteen days later, the young man is gone. Tavares is said to have been a wonderful young man with a gifted a- uh, who was a gifted athlete with an infectious love for life and who loved every day to the fullest. The hills and valleys of life were evident in the life of Oscar Tavares, as it is with so many of us. Because Benson and those guys is a faith-based program, we would be remiss if we didn't take a moment after tragedies such as this to reflect on the fleetingness of life. James 4.14 says, 
yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. As this Halloween season comes and go, what really ought to spook us is that the deception that everything is all right or that we have plenty of time in front of us to figure things out. John Lennon may say, imagine there's no heaven, no hell below us, but God's word is not diluted by man's misgivings and is clear that we have all sinned. Romans 3.23 says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the amazing part is while our sin separates us from God, it is his grace that provides a bridge back. Romans 5.20 saying where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross as payment for the sins of you and I. Though he had never sinned, his death was an atonement for ours. If you are willing, if you are willing to repent and confess your sins, God is willing to forgive your sins, but you must accept it. A parting can only be given to someone who will accept it. Legend says in 1830, George Wilson was convicted of robbing the U.S. mail and was sentenced to be hanged. President Andrew Jackson at the time issued a pardon for Wilson, but he refused to accept it. The matter went to Chief Justice Marshall, who concluded that Wilson will have to be executed. A pardon is a slip of paper, he wrote, the value on which is determined by the acceptance of the person to be pardoned. If it is refused, it is no pardon. George Wilson must be hanged. For many, the pardon is never accepted. Two weeks ago, Oscar Tavares was on top of the world, and today he's gone. You just never know. Whether you're aware or not, you are guilty of your sins. Have you accepted the pardon? Will you accept the pardon? Confess your sins to God. Ask him to forgive you and understand that there is no time better than now. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 2 says, Now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 22-year-old Oscar Tavares, a tragedy, went home. Guys, you just never know. You no, know what I'm saying? It's life's like you just you, you could happen at any moment. It you really it really can. And here's a guy who I mean everybody talked about. It was so shocking when it happened. And with Tavares, third best baseball prospect right now. I mean people had high hopes for ever, but for this kid, and he had you know he homered in his major league debut. He homered in the postseason. I mean this guy was going to be the next fill in the blank, and it, it's over. And does it, it means that none of us are untouchable. I love sports. We have a we do this show because we love sports. But more than anything else, we have a responsibility to share the good news of Jesus Christ. The Word of God uh, is so important, and that's why we are remiss if we don't use these opportunities to just stop and pause and think about where we are in life. Do you know Christ as Savior? Have you ever considered the magnitude of your own sins? You know, I don't want to change or, or bring down the mood of the show too much. Uh, we'll kind of change directions here. Um, but I would implore our listeners, just stop and consider where you are. This past week, the San Francisco Giants, their third championship in five years. Talk radio has been all abuzz with the idea of a dynasty. And let me just say that uh, this is a tremendous run, three World Championships in five years, especially considering free agency and player movement. But I don't think this is a dynasty. I know I want to get your guys' opinion on this. First off, I think to be a true dynasty, a team should repeat at least once in there. you got to repeat at least one time. And the Giants have been winning every other year. 
additionally, I think during those off years, you should have a fairly dominant team, and I don't think the Giants uh, were that. I, I'm very impressed. Three three championships in five years. That's only been done maybe once uh, or twice in the National League, and maybe only a couple more other than that. Three in five years is an incredible run, but I don't think it's a dynasty. What What do you guys think? Is are they a dynasty? I think uh, no. Uh, here's the thing about the uh, major league, about major league baseball with the addition of playoff teams. Now it's it's not like the days where you had, you know, one league champion, the American League, and one National League champion, or you know, the AL East, the AL West, and there were four divisions in baseball. And so, the, you know, you, you had time when there were only a few handful of teams and you were really good, you could establish that dynasty. Uh, the Giants missed the playoffs in the two years in between the three championships. And one year they won like 89 games. This year they had a play-in game. I, 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 I mean, I congratulate them for winning three championships. That's nothing to sneeze at. It's pretty good. I just don't think they're a dynasty. They, they just got hot at the right time this year. Good for them. It's, it's very impressive to win the World Series three times, five years. But I wouldn't say a dynasty. I would say if there's such a thing, they're a playoff dynasty, and that once they get into the playoffs, they're absolutely uh, just a train that you can't stop. But, I I mean, they they won, what, 86 games in the regular season? They were only a few games over 500. They snuck into the playoffs, and then they got hot at the right time. Three, yeah, yeah. I know you both alluded to getting hot at the right time, and that, that that's great. But still, three year, three championships in five years is not getting hot at the right time. That's that's some consistency there. Now, I I, I agree. I, none of us are labeling them as a dynasty. I think if they win next year, you can start saying that. That would make four and six years, about, including back to back championships. If they win next year, you can throw that dynasty oh, thing around. Agreed. Like someone like Pablo Sandoval, who had four twenty nine in the World Series this year, that's getting hot at the right time. Like you don't hit four twenty nine, especially in the playoffs when you're facing the best pitchers almost every night like you might have an off night here or there where your three or four guy has to go but for the most part they're going to throw their one two guys at you as much as they can when i think of a dynasty it's something like the late 90s early 2000 yankees or this patriots team that we saw for most of the last decade where even when they're not winning the big game or the big series they're there you know the yankees even when they weren't winning the world series several times they were losing the world series but they were in the world series I don't think you can be a dynasty if the years in between you don't even make the postseason. You got to be a team everybody's going for. Yeah, you had that yeah. stretch of the Yankees. Agreed. You're talking about dynasty and missing the World Series. There was that stretch. I don't know. It was 44, 45, right up to like 1960 or something in there, where they they missed the World Series twice. That was like a 14, 15, 16 year span. I I don't know exactly what it was, but man, it only missed it twice. That's that's pretty good. To to me, like the Bulls of the 90s with Jordan. That was a dynasty. I would agree. This isn't quite the same level of dominance coming out of the Giants. You can't quite call them a dynasty. Don't want to minimize what they did. Three and five years is pretty impressive. Come back, win it next year. I'll throw the dynasty at you. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Your assignment as we go to break, take note of our sponsors. Thank them for supporting this program. Support them with your business. You're listening to Benson and those guys, ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 146 
The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course and encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Roads. Pre-registration is $20. Entry fee includes a technical long-sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit gntathletics.com. That's gntathletics.com. Or call the church office at 392-0777. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070, 585-402-1070, or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. The Halloween Show. The guest who? Clap for the Wolfman. I'm with a couple of guys. Well, Dan's a radio legend, but the other two guys have no idea who Wolfman Jack. Probably most of you don't know Wolfman Jack. Um, guys, did you see that MVP presentation the other night to Madison Baumgartner? Chevy executive Rick Wilde has been... Uh, all over Twitter being compared to Chris Farley's Tommy Boy. He just looked so uncomfortable, man. (laughs) He was flustered. He's sweating. He was just so uh, uncomfortably clumsy in referring to his cheat sheets of notes. Chevrolet, the regional zone manager, Rick Wildey. Thanks. Madison, congratulations. Um, As the official sponsor or the official vehicle of Major League Baseball, Chevrolet is proud to participate in this uh, prestigious award. Um, Along with our dealers, we are also extremely honored to give back to this sport uh, by supporting baseball in cities and towns across this nation. At Chevrolet, we have have also been proud of the latest and greatest uh, technology in our truck lineup, which is the all-new 2015 Uh, Chevy Colorado. Um, It combines class winning and leading, um, you know, technology and stuff with uh, Wi-Fi. Is he just running a marathon? Sitting there on screen. I was thinking the same thing. To recognize your performance in this 2014 World Series, 
I proudly present to you very own set of keys to a brand new 2015 uh, Chevy Colorado. Congratulations. I mean, I, I just felt, I felt awful for him. He was so uncomfortable. That was almost as bad as boom goes the dynamite guy. Uh, yeah. I, but did you catch that? Did you catch that? They say that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. He tried to pull a Benson. He's talking about technology and stuff. You know how often we go to break and we say coming up later in the show we're going to talk about stuff. My man is out there trying to talk about technology and stuff. But man, you're describing your vehicle. You're representing you're the company and you're saying this thing is just loaded with, you know, technology and stuff. I wasn't planning on buying a Chevy Colorado, but now that I know they're loaded with technology and stuff, I'm in line to get one. I'm lining up for more stuff. That that was it, good. It really stuff. did sound like he like ran 10 miles. Uh, I felt awful for him. Darren was back. Well, he is back with us. He was out in California. We said during last week's show that we we almost were certain that Ducks were playing the Sabres, the hometown Buffalo Sabres, and we <laughs> knew that our, our guy was just going to be rooting for the Ducks. My man is standing here now with a brand-new Ducks cap, <laughs> and we need to know how far into the game did you get rooting for the Sabres? Did you even make it through the first period? I got to the third period, and then no I said, way. forget it. I was done. I was with a bunch of Sabres fans. They're all wearing Sabres stuff. I bought the Ducks hat before the game started, but I didn't put it on until the third period when I said, forget this, I'm done with the Sabres. And you were all in for the Ducks. All, all know, in. In my defense, I'm not a bandwagon. I've been a Ducks fan since about 94 when those movies came out. That's the same team, right? Yeah, it's the same team. Perfect. Yeah. Go Emilio Estevez is coaching. Awesome. Yep. I'm in. You're I'm exactly in. right. Let's, uh, let's go to the... Darren's rant. As long as we're talking to Darren, yeah. let's do that. Darren, you got you got a rant for us this I'm week. I'm ready to go. It should be awesome after two weeks of preparation, <laughs> not being here next week. Here's Dan or Darren with his unreasonable rant. Man, I don't think the NBA is soft enough yet. Now, I'm a little too young to really remember the bad boy Pistons, but from what I've heard and seen in highlights, they were pretty tough. I do remember the Jordan era, though. Dude was good, but when he started scoring in bunches, somebody would body him up and check him to the ground. Sure, they got a foul, but they weren't ejected and fined billions of dollars. That's basketball. I remember the Knicks-Heat rivalries getting so out of control that you had Van Gundy, the coach, hanging on to Alonzo Mourning and being drugged like a toddler on his daddy's leg across the court. Yes, some ejections occurred, but it wasn't the end of the world. Fast forward to today. Kobe gets in, gets his face in Dwight Howard's space after rebound. Howard clears him out and caught Kobe with an elbow. Big deal, all right? Obviously, didn't Kobe didn't like it, so he let Howard know. Elbows and trash talk, man, that, that's part of the game. But in today's wimpy NBA, both players were given technicals. Kobe, a personal foul. I'm still trying to figure out why. And Howard, a flagrant one. You've got to be kidding me. These are grown men. The only unreasonable part of this rant is how far the NBA has gone to sissify a contact sport, let them play. We've talked about on the show before, I think, how the last two minutes of a game can be unwatchable because of all the fouls. I have a solution. I think if you foul someone, they should make you give him an awkward full-on hug for 30 seconds straight. I think that would really eliminate a lot of fouls. Yeah, if you're threatened with sweaty man hug. I'm really surprised, though, the NBA hasn't gone to that yet. Like I know, kind of joking, and that would be crazy. They're not going to do that. But how much more wimpy can they, they make the NBA, like, today what it is compared to what it used to be like I, I understand you can't tackle somebody and punch people but come on pest of the week is brought to you by town and country pest solutions my pest of the week is the guy who ran the wrong dick's sporting goods ad the sporting goods retailer prepared a commercial to run if if 
the Royals win the World Series against the Giants. However, the spot ran accidentally Monday morning on Kansas City area television (laughs) after the Royals lost Game 5 in San Francisco. The ad was tweeted out by several fans in Kansas City area and uh, turned up all over YouTube. A T-shirt is shown in the ad that features uh, KC, World Series champion. (laughs) The guy who ran the wrong Dick Sporting Goods ad, that's my pest of the week. Mine's Joe Buck for his just unreasonable love for Madison Bumgarner. Like, dude, I know he's good and he had a great World Series, but get off him, man. I'm pretty sure he has a wife. Mine is ESPN Fantasy Baseball because approximately 12 hours after the World Series ended, I got a notification from them that they had posted their initial fantasy player rankings for next season. Nobody's drafting for months, guys. It's a little premature. Leave me alone. My pest of the week or pests are the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, Playing Louisville uh, on Thursday night. Wednesday they had a practice in a public park in Louisville, a walkthrough. And <laughs> so I don't know why they had in the walkthrough. Long story short, um, one of the guys, one of the guys' joggers going through says, hey, Florida State's practicing. So the guy he tells is a local writer. So the local writer runs down and takes some pictures. All of a sudden, everybody starts, like, flipping out. And the guy says, you can't take pictures. You can't take pictures. He goes, it's a public park, buddy. I can do whatever I want. You shouldn't be practicing here. And they tried to chase this guy off the, off the lawn, literally. It's a public park. My pest of the week, the Florida Florida State Seminoles. Find somewhere else to practice. You can make a list for why the Florida State Seminoles should be pest, pest of the week. Pest of the year? Pest, that's even <laughs> better. It's quite easy to make fun of them. You know, the whole Jameis Winston thing. We're, we don't have time to get into that on this show, but um, I, I have a problem. The difference between Georgia reporting the Todd Gurley situation mm-hmm. and Florida State just fighting it through. I, I don't know. We'll talk we got, about we, got, we got three minutes. I mean, we could talk. We could talk about it if you want. Winston makes it pretty easy to want to just just hate and pick on that entire program. He's killing them. All you got to do is just basically just say, "I didn't do it, Coach." Okay, well, he says he didn't do it. So, <laughs> well, it seemed to me like, and maybe I misunderstood this, but it seems to me Georgia went through the proper channels. They reported the thing. Uh, Todd Gurley was suspended. Uh, then they come back and they seek reinstatement, and the NC says, "Okay." Well, two more games, and he can play. Meanwhile, Florida State, and I know they're all alleged. They haven't been proven out to this point. They continue to play Jameis Winston, uh, even with all these accusations coming around. It's almost like Georgia got punished for Mm -hmm. reporting the incident while Florida State is rewarded for just playing through it. And I I know you don't want to penalize somebody when it's not proven. But at some point, do you suspend the guy? If it was a police force, you suspend him with pay while it's being investigated. Uh, I just, I just wonder after he goes, and we've seen this too many times, where a college athlete is under uh, so many clouds of speculation. They graduate, they move on to the professional level, and then their program is penalized after they're gone. And you wonder if Florida State's going to be in that situation, looking at penalties after Jameis Winston's gone, and it doesn't affect him. No, I think that's it, you hit it on the head, and it's it's funny because you know Georgia was selling uh, Todd Gurley jer- jerseys on their website, but yet this kid can't make any money signing his own autograph, his own <laughs> likeness. I mean, and then he's got to pay the money back. He's got to pay half the money back to a charity, and then he's got to serve forty hours of community service. All for signing autographs. For signing autographs. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jameis Winston, you know, uh, you know, no big deal, right? You can make <laughs> us millions, but you can't make any money. That's pretty much what the NCAA tells me. NCAA is a joke. I agree. 
Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. I want to thank Brett Honeycutt from Sports Spectrum Magazine for coming on the show. I want to thank Rob McCoy of Roberts Wesleyan College for coming on the show and explaining the triangle. But as I say, the holiday season's coming up. Sports Spectrum Magazine, we are a faith-based sports program, and I can't tell you enough. The articles that you'll find in Sports Spectrum, and I know it sounds like I'm you know, almost paid spokesman for them. I'm not. I'm just saying I have benefited from the accounts and the testimonies and the stories that you'll find in that magazine. We had Bryce Johnson on last week on the program. Uh, he contributes to Sports Spectrum magazine. I, I just I want to implore you, sportspectrum.com. If you are a, a, a Christian sports fan, I would recommend you check it out. And again, in the light of Oscar Tavares and the tragedy of a 22-year-old man, check yourself. Uh, remember, life is short. James 4.14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life for you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN, Rochester. Darren here, the unreasonable one. I try to have fun on the air with Benson and those guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about his message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us. And if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, if you can give $25 or more, we'll send you a T-shirt as a way to say thank you. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated. And as always, thank Thanks for listening to Benson and those guys.